welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Ashley. And I'm Matt. And we have just seen Madam Web. Yeah. Apologies to our friend Aaron, first and foremost. <laughs> we saw this movie with him, and he came over, and we recorded what I thought was a pretty good episode of it. <laughs> and uh turns out afterward that the sound was bad, so and Aaron had to go home. So the, this is Ashley and I uh, re- redoing it, so I don't know how good this will be. We'll do, we'll do our best. We'll do our best. So, yeah, Madam Web, this is the latest in Sony Pictures, I guess, Spider-Verse or Spider-Man adjacent universe of films. Uh, we've had Venom movies, the Morbius, um, Madam Web, we got Craven the Hunter movie coming later this year. Anyway, this starts off in 1973 in the uh, Peruvian Amazon, and... A woman named Constance is searching for a particular spider and wants it to to do good in the world. A spider apparently has healing qualities, and she wants to use it to heal people. And uh, along with her, uh, ostensibly for protection, is a man named Ezekiel. And uh, she finds a spider, and then Ezekiel shoots and, and kills her. But before she dies, unbeknownst to Ezekiel, she gives birth. And some Amazonian jungle people whose name, <laughs> name of the tribe escapes me, um, they, they give her the spider, their little magic spider, and he bites her before she dies. And so her daughter, Cassandra, um, is imbued with some special powers that she discovers years later. In fact, 30 years later, in 2003, which is when the bulk of this movie takes place. And she ends up becoming the titular Madam Web. She can look into the future a little bit. And she sees, actually, that Ezekiel, who's still around, uh, is looking to murder three teenage girls. And he apparently... its Okay, I'll get into this a little bit later. But in one particular instance, he can see into the future, and he can see that these girls are going to murder him. So he's looking to hunt them down and get them before they get him. So Madam Webb then looks for, it looks to protect the girls for the rest of the movie. Right. So uh, we should say this movie has been kind of savaged by critics um, and perhaps, you know, called one of the, the worst films, um, one of the worst superhero films. So I went into this movie with very low expectations. Um, this is not a good movie. But it's not quite as bad as I thought it would be, or as bad as I think people are trying to paint it. Um, there are some good elements here. Um, but like I said, there, there's a lot of bad elements, too. The the dialogue, a lot of the dialogue is just kind of laughably bad. And there's some clunky exposition, and there's a lot, kind of a lot of clunky and lame scenes that don't really work. The screenplay just is not great. Um that said, I think the the actors do the very best with what they can. I think Dakota Johnson is a very likable actress, and I think she does a good job here. Um, and then the the three actresses who play the the three girls that she's protecting, I think, are the characters are initially quite annoying, but um, eventually I kind of came to like them, and, and you know, I felt something for them by the end. Um, I don't know. There's a couple, I think, a couple of really good set pieces that where I felt genuine suspense and tension. And 
Um, I thought those kind of really stand out because the rest of the movie doesn't live up to those. But um, so th- there's that. I, I was I was not bored. I was uh, always you know interested to see what was going to happen. It, it just doesn't really live up to the potential. And I think there is kind of a lot of potential for this movie. Um, the powers that Madame Webb has that we kind of learn that she has are very interesting. And there's a lot that could have been done with those that I think the movie just doesn't do. And, and that's a, that's a mistake on the, uh, on the movie's part that again, the, the screenplay just doesn't take advantage of some of the potential that, that it has. So those are, that's my thought. What, what, what did you think? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't hate this movie. Um, and, and some of the vitriol that's been laid uh, against it, I think it's a little much. Okay. That said, uh, I found it fascinatingly bad. <laughs> and there's many reasons why I, I did. And, and, and one of them, I'm, I mean, uh, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to this, just be real here. Um, I'm a fan of Murder Shrew, <laughs> the old Andrea Lansbury, uh, murder mystery series. Uh, there is an episode. This reminded me of 1990s Murder Shrew. In a couple of ways. Uh, there's a season nine, second to last episode called The Survivor, which came out in 1993. Uh, take, there's a lot of cops who are characters in that uh, episode. And, and there's a scene that takes place. Uh, the cops are off duty. They're one of their houses. There's a, they're, they're cooking out. They're grilling. And their wives are there, kids. You know, it's a sunny day. There's a scene in this movie. That is, it looks just like that scene and, and plays out very similar in, in ways. The composition of, of, of the Madame Web scene is a lot like that one. The, the, the clunky dialogue, the clunky acting, which I found charming in Murder She Wrote. I kind of found charming in this movie, but it's still bad, you know? I was just kind of shocked that <laughs> I'm watching this 2024 superhero movie and I'm like, huh. Feel like I'm I'm watching Murder She Wrote. Um, so there's that. This movie has some bad ADR, and for those who don't know what that is, it's uh, automated dialogue replacement. You, you might also know basically it's post production dubbing. So you know a lot that happens actually a lot more than you might think. Where you know if you're ever like watching a movie and you ever are actually stopping to think like, huh, I wonder how they picked up the voices in the scene of the actors. It seems like it would be a noisy environment, or it seems like they're really far away, or whatever. Sometimes. It's because like they re-record that dialogue afterwards, and the actors are watching the recording and matching up their their words to their mouth movements in, in the scene. And it's supposed to be so seamless that you don't even know it. This movie mm-hmm. has several instances where the ADR is is just pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the editing is a little odd in this movie. There's there's a uh, an example or two where a scene is pretty, a scene, the scene's over, right? But the camera just lingers a little too long. It doesn't, it doesn't, in other words, it doesn't, doesn't cut away, you know? And, you know, every now and then there'll be a movie where, yes, there's a particular, maybe there's a reveal or maybe you've just learned how sinister a particular character is and the camera will hold on their face as the scene is ending and you'll hear like a sting of music. It's not the case in, in this examples I'm, I'm thinking of. It's just like the scene ends and yeah, we were looking at a particular character, but it's over and it's just kind of awkward for just a few moments. And you're like, 
okay, why aren't we moving on? You know, <laughs> uh, there's that. Um, the whole time I was wondering, like, why why is the set in 1973 and 19 or, or 2003? I mean, obviously, you know. Cassie's mom gives birth in 1973, and then we fast forward 30 years. So Cassie, who played by Dakota Johnson, is around 30 years old. But I'm like, well, why didn't they just start this in 1993 and bring it up to 2023? And we won't spoil anything, but by the end of the movie, I get an understanding of, okay, that's why they did it like that. And I'm like, well, that's lame. Um. That kind of bugged me. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, it's disrespectful. That 2023, or sorry, t- 2003 is, is now like a period piece. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I know it's now like 21 years or 21 years ago, but ugh, seriously, like they, they show things like, and, and they make references to things that were going on then. And it's like, yeah, I guess that was two decades in the past. <laughs> My God. Um, and you know, Cassie's driving down the street in the scene and there's, very prominently blockbuster video, oh, yeah. which I remember renting from. Yeah. And, and, and then, but now like blockbuster video is supposed to be like, Oh my God, there's a blockbuster video. Now we know that this is set in the distant past. <laughs> um, that's just disrespectful. <laughs> that's right. I mean, yeah. Um, I agree with you that the, uh, yeah, a lot of the filmmaking seems to have kind of a, a cheap quality or amateurish quality, something you might associate with a, 90s murder she wrote episode love them as i do but um yeah you mentioned the issues you had with editing another issue i had it with editing was there are moments where it's just too aggressive in the editing or too frenetic like it's you know it's an attempt to make a scene feel more have more energy and be more exciting if you have like 30 cuts in you know the span of a few seconds um to me, that was very distracting. When, when the scene doesn't warrant that kind of editing, it's very distracting, and I noticed that a couple of times. And I'm glad you mentioned the dubbing, because I noticed that as well. Um, particularly with the villain. At one point, I was wondering, was his whole part dubbed? Because I, I, there were several, several instances where I just noticed his, his mouth was not lining up with what he was saying. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of amateur stuff like that that really kind of stands out. And, you know, know, for a superhero film, there's not a ton of CGI. I mean, there's definitely some. Mm -hmm. But compared to others, um, not a lot. But what there is, is dodgy at times. Um, So, yeah, I I feel like they probably had a relatively low CGI budget compared to other films. But it wasn't enough to make make it look um, realistic to me. Um, Yeah. I will say, too, uh, things I like about this movie. Um, I like the actors. You know, Dakota Johnson as as Cassie Webb slash Madame Webb. Um, she's not got good stuff to work with dialogue-wise, and, and, and I mean, I'm direction-wise and everything-wise, but um, mm-hmm. she does her best with it. She's a good actress. I mean, if you've not seen uh, Luca Guadagnino's remake of Suspiria from a few years ago, you should. Uh, she's one of the best things about it. There, there are three. The three we mentioned earlier. She's trying to protect these three teenage girls. Uh, they're played by Sydney Sweeney, Isabella Merced, and uh, Celeste O'Connor. They're they're good. In fact, I wanted to see. I wanted to see more of them 
doing their thing that the villain Ezekiel sees them doing in his vision. Apparently that's a setup for a sequel that may or may not materialize. Um, but I liked, I liked the, those actresses and the, how they portrayed the characters. Uh, and then, you know, Tahar Rahim was, was Ezekiel and he did okay. There wasn't a lot for his character to do. I don't know. I think he probably did the best he could with it. Um, can we talk for a moment though about the aging process of Ezekiel? Um, <laughs> I was a little confused because, you know, it starts out in 1973, and I don't know. I mean, he <clears throat> could be in his 20s then, but I thought maybe, oh, he's in his 30s or something like that. And then the movie fast forwards 30 years, and the only aging that they give him is a is a bit, and I mean just a little bit, of gray in his hair. And I was thrown by that. Um, and the only thing I could think of was like, oh, well, maybe he used the spider because he has powers now. Um, and he obviously got them from the spider that he stole from Cassandra's mom after he killed her. Um, maybe that slowed down his aging, except in his vision of the three girls killing him, the girls. Okay. So the girls are teenagers now or in 2003, which is the present day of this movie. And then they are, I guess maybe 20 somethings when he sees them in the vision. So it's only five to ten years later in the vision. But his hair by that point is like almost completely gray. He definitely looks older. So I'm like, how does he barely age in 30 years? And then in five to ten years, he's looking a lot older. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that. Yeah, I think you're right that the the venom of the spider that's given him these powers, it's what it's what's keeping him from aging so dramatically. Um, I can't explain how he looks in the visions other than to say and, you know, I don't want to give anything away, no spoilers, but um, I don't know that what he sees in his vision can be believed. Because we, we, obviously Madame Webb has very powerful visions um, that come, you know, that um, can come true. Um, his He doesn't seem to have that same uh, uh, talent. So that's my that's my only guess there. For yeah. uh, I like Adam Scott in this. I, I don't want to miss out on him um he's he's a good actor and he again does what he can with mm-hmm. with the role given to him um i like some of the production design uh that particularly i'm thinking of this uh diner that uh, sort of becomes a set piece in, in a scene and uh, i love that diner i love it <laughs> i don't know if it's a real diner or if it was just constructed for the movie it honestly looks like it should be in a horror movie <laughs> yes and it seems to be out in the middle of the woods <laughs> yeah, I don't know who's going to this diner. I don't know how it stays in business. But I mean, like, it's full of, like, teenage kids who are, like, hanging out there. Like, it's like the 1950s or something mm-hmm. like that, you know. And this is the the, the soda shop or something. Right. Um, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it feels very retro. Uh, I like that. <laughs> um, I want to, I had to bring up something that bugs me. Um, and this may be just a me thing. So, for those who don't know, um, Sony Pictures has the rights to Spider-Man, the character. And uh, they have, they made basically, they, they brokered a deal with Marvel Studios to make the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. So those are sort of like co-productions between Sony and, and Marvel. But Sony has, went their own way to do these 
other movies like I had rattled off earlier, like Morbius and Craven and the Venom films, which are, I, I don't know how to describe them, Spider-Man adjacent or whatever. So, you know, I used to read comic books a lot. Now it's been about 35 years, but I certainly remember Venom from the Spider-Man comic books. And I certainly remember Craven the Hunter from the Spider-Man comic books. They were, they were villains. And, uh, you know, in the pre, in the first time we recorded this episode with Aaron, you know, he confirmed Morbius was also from the Spider-Man movies, uh, and Madam Web, not Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man comics. And Madam Web was also from the Spider-Man comics. And so as someone who's a comic book reader or used to be seeing these movies that are in the Spider-Man universe, but don't have Spider-Man, it bugs me. <laughs> And um, particularly like, okay, here in this movie, you've got the villain, Ezekiel, when he's out doing his villain thing, he's wearing this really dark suit, this black suit, basically, that looks like a black Spider-Man suit, right? And, and I, I don't know if that throws anybody, like I, I, uh, anyone watching, you know, it, it bugs me that you've got... <laughs> You, you got the Spider-Man looking thing. And in the vision, and this is not a big spoiler because this is fairly early on in the movie, but you know, when he has his vision of the, of the three girls killing him, um, they're displaying Spider-Man like powers. You know, they have like a little, like, you know, as we've seen in the, in the Tom Holland films, you know, he has a, a, the, the suit that can have the, the little spider claws come out from the back and stuff. I mean, there's one of these girls has that. I think one of the girls, I think, can shoot a web. I don't, I don't know if I'm remembering that correctly, but they have these Spider-Man-like powers. And I'm just sitting here like, you know, quit teasing me with the Spider-Man stuff, you know. Um, and, and then, again, as someone who's read the comics, you got Venom in his own movies, and then there's no Spider-Man around. I don't believe there's going to be Spider-Man in the Craven the Hunter movie. Morbius, weird, weirdly... Morbius, and this is a minor spoiler in case you haven't seen it, but it's over a year old now. Um, in the post-credit scene of Morbius, Michael Keaton shows up and he played the vulture in the Tom Holland Spider-Man. And I'm, so I'm just, you know, I'm watching these movies and I'm watching, you know, Madam Web and I'm like, where's my Spider-Man? I, I, I'm, I'm just bugged by this. I'm like, can you just show me my Spider-Man? And okay. So at one point early on in the movie, uh, so, okay, you know, Cassie and, and, and Adam Scott and uh, those characters are, are paramedics. And, and that's how we're introduced to them. And they are on the scene, various scenes, doing paramedic things. And as you might imagine, you know, paramedics have to go on the scene of, of um, you know, bad things happening, people's lives in danger. And, of course, in the movies, they really amp that up. Like, the only times you see paramedics are doing, it's like building about to blow up or <laughs> someone's, dead and they need to be resuscitated or a car is about to fall in the water. And so these, these major things are happening. And all of a sudden I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, shoot. It's 2003. The first Tobey Maguire movie, which was produced by Sony, uh, was the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie came out in 2002. And I was, I, I got myself hyped for a moment. I'm like, we about to see Tobey Maguire pop up in here. <laughs> And he's going to be like, Spider, I'm Spider-Man, you know, and, and do his little thing. And maybe you won't even see him. Maybe he'll just stay in a spider suit and he just came in for a day and did some voice recording or whatever. Or maybe they'll show his face and they'll de-age him. I don't know. 
But I'm like, we're about to have Spider-Man up in here. And we did not. And I'm just, I'm just bugged. I'm bothered by this. And anyway, that's my little rant. Thank you for listening <laughs> to me. Yeah, so I don't know all the details of this deal that Sony has with Marvel, but I'm assuming it it means that they can't feature Spider-Man in the movies. That's my that's my explanation for this. They can suggest Spider-Man and talk about Spider-Man and allude to Spider-Man all they want, but they I don't think they can include him. So, you know, I think just in order to profit off the popularity of superhero movies, they're taking every Spider-Man adjacent character that they have, um, including Morbius and Venom and now Madam Web, and they're making their own little cinematic universe with these kind of side characters. And that's not necessarily a bad idea. I, like I said, I feel like there's a potential, there's potential for this Madam Web movie. A hypothetical Madam Web movie could be quite interesting given the nature of her powers. You could do something really kind of profound. This movie isn't it. And I, I haven't seen, I don't think we've seen the Venom movies, but, uh, I thought Morbius was really dismal. I, 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 I disliked that one even you know, more than this one. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, you know, potential, but, um, it just has, they just haven't lived up to it. And if, if this was a great movie, I don't, we wouldn't be asking, you know, where, where is Spider-Man? I want Spider-Man. <laughs> it's the fact that it's just not a good movie and you're wishing for something better to come along. Yeah. No, I agree. And, uh, you're right. We're giving like, we're given like little hints of what these three, uh, teenage girl characters could become, mm-hmm. but we don't get that movie either. Yeah. Um, we just get the suggestions of what might happen. And given, you know, the, the kind of reaction to this film, I don't know that we're going to get this sequel that the, this movie seems to promise. But. No, and I'm just going to be real here. Um, the majority of the time I was watching this movie, uh, I will say, and it, this happens fairly early on, but after we see that vision that Ezekiel has of um, them murdering him, or well, it's interesting. He says, oh my gosh, you know, these, these three girls are going to murder me. In the vision, I don't think we, we just see him beat him up real good. Yeah. But apparently, you know, I'm going to take his word for it. Mm-hmm. They, kill, they kill him. But anyway, ever since we see them in action in that vision, mm-hmm. I just wanted this movie to hurry up and get over and I wanted to see, <laughs> I wanted to see a movie about these three, you right. know, kick-ass um, girls, right. you know, doing their thing. Right. Well, we didn't get that movie. No. And yeah, you're <laughs> right. I don't know if we are going to get that movie. Right. So, what would you give this out of ten? So yeah, I'm right down the middle on this. I'm going to give it a five. Yeah, I give it a three. So our score is a four. Uh, and if anyone's curious. When we recorded this the first time, Aaron gave it a seven. Aaron quite enjoyed it. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, that is Madam Webb. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.